Women in White Coats is here to uplift women doctors just like you. Empowering you in your personal and professional life. I'm Dr. Amber Robbins. And I'm Dr. Archana Shrestha. We are doctors, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Women in White Coats. Now, are you ready for a culture shift where women empower women? Join us to get a glimpse of what life is like as a woman doc. And guess what? You'll discover that you're not alone. We're here to give you positivity and keys to balancing your life. This is the Women in White Coats podcast. Welcome to the Women in White Coats podcast. I'm Dr. Andrea Austin, and I'm a co-author of the Chronicles of the Women in White Coats book series. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Sophia Batia. Dr. Batia is a physician and wellness expert. She is passionate about holistic and natural healing methods, drawing on her knowledge and experience from studying, living, and working in India and Peru. She is an advocate for women's health, healthcare for active duty members of the U.S. Air Force, and underserved populations in the U.S. and abroad. She's also been a flight surgeon at Andrews Air Force Base in Maryland, where she served the president, vice president, pilots, and active duty soldiers and pilots on Air Force One and Two. That is so cool. Today, we'll be discussing her chapter in the latest edition of the Chronicles of Women in White Coats called Do No Harm. Welcome to the show, Dr. Batia. Thank you for having me. This is a great pleasure. Well, I wanted to start off with a little bit of common ground. Both you and I have served in the military, and I'm always super curious about people's decision to join the military. So tell me about your journey. Well, I come from a family um, that has always been in the military, served the military. My parents and grandparents are actually from India, and um, several of my uncles and my grandparents were um, active duty in the military there. Um, the Army and the Air Force, as well as the Navy. And I was born in the United States, so I'm first-generation Indian American. And I grew up watching them, um, you know, serve others and hear their stories. And it sounded like an exciting life. So I wanted to do the same and follow in their footsteps. So I joined the United States military, Air Force, and um, I've been doing that now since the year 2000. So it's been quite a journey and a very exciting adventure. Well, awesome. So how did the military dovetail with your career as a physician? So um, my, my father's actually a physician and he served in the Indian Army and I was always good at you know, science. And I used to go with him to the hospital when I was younger and he's a surgeon. So I, you know, my first time in the hospital, I uh, saw him perform surgeries like a cholecystectomy and I just fell in love with medicine right away. So I combined my love of medicine and my love of helping others and serving our country together. So (laughs) Uh, that's how I became a physician with the military. So that that's so beautiful. Well, let's pivot to your book chapter. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, my book chapter, the first chapter that I had written is uh, called Physician Do No Harm. So when we go through medical school that we take an oath, um, as you know, the Hippocratic Oath that, you know, says that we will not do any harm to our patients, which makes sense, right? But it's a very complicated journey um, in terms of 
we don't want to do any harm to our patient. We want to give them the maximum benefit and treat them very, very well. But my chapter is kind of touching upon different patient scenarios, different patient values, uh, and kind of my uh, the challenges that I have seen while going through and helping different types of patients and different types of values, different cultures. Um, so it's, it's about that. I was really struck as I read your chapter with the phrase, do no harm. And when you, when you just set it up, you were talking about do no harm to the patient. But as I read the chapter and I, I could feel your exhaustion of that night. And I've done 30-hour calls. I, I did not have the distinct pleasure of a 36-hour call, but I can't <laughs> imagine it was, um, well, 36 is worse than 30. Let's be real. But I could just feel your exhaustion during that chapter. So I, I wonder when you say do no harm, what did that mean for you? Was there no harm done to you during training? That's a, that's an interesting viewpoint, actually. Um, you know, yeah, I was trying not to do any harm to my patients, of course, but sometimes, you know, that came with the sacrifice of harming myself in terms of like not getting enough sleep. Of course, I have to be awake when I'm treating patients or making medical decisions. As you know, like long call nights are probably not healthy for us because we're not getting our rest in and Sometimes I would forget to drink water or even eat a meal. So I guess I was kind of, you know, harming myself in a way, not intentionally, but I also knew that this was part of the path that needed to be taken in order to become what I thought was, you know, a successful physician. And of course, if I just paid attention to myself, I might've dropped the ball with my patients, you know, like if I just slept through a page from a nurse or you know, taking the time out to eat, maybe I would have missed something else for one of my patients. And so I I guess at the time, and I guess even now, like I would say that I would probably still do the same thing, push myself through um, for the benefit of my patients. Yeah. As a fellow physician, I definitely understand that. Hello, my sister doc. Are you feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and exhausted? If so, I want you to know that you are not alone. And I also want you to know that there is a way out of it. Check out our three steps to move from overwhelmed and exhausted to confident and balanced as a woman doctor training. It's a free training for you created specifically for women doctors who are just feeling so incredibly overwhelmed right now. Here's what you'll learn. The four mistakes most women doctors make when trying to prevent burnout, the three steps that actually work to move you out of overwhelm and exhaustion, the one belief that could shift everything for you, and our proven process for helping you feel confident and balanced into burning bright instead of burning out. And as a special gift, you'll receive our wellness and empowerment workbook just for registering for the training. To register, go to womeninwhitecoats.com forward slash three steps training. And that is the number three steps training. Can't wait to see you there. 
if you had to go back and give yourself some advice, is there anything that you would have done differently to take better care of yourself? Or do you really feel like the system doesn't allow that? I think it's very, very difficult um, to balance the whole situation. Sometimes the system doesn't allow it. But I think I would just tell myself to keep hydrated, keep small snacks with me, keep, you know, I'm on certain medications for my blood pressure, you know, keep uh, my medications on hand just in case. And um, I would try to tell myself to pay attention to myself first, because obviously if something happens to me, I'm not going to be able to take care of my patients. So we can't pour from an empty cup. So I would tell myself also to take care of myself on a daily basis in terms of like eating more healthy, trying to go for walks, um, maybe incorporating some meditation for my self-care. Yeah, I think that's really good advice and something that's come up on another podcast that I do called The Emergency Mind. And we've talked about you just want to not add fuel to the fire. And sometimes some of the things we do that we think are helping a situation like binging Netflix is actually not helping where the best thing we could do is go for a walk. Or when we, you know, my thing during the ICU time was I would eat horrible food from the cafeteria, (laughs) almost always fried and covered in cheese. And looking back, that was not helping the situation. And I know how much better I feel when I eat nutritious food. And if I'm going to be in a stressful situation, fried food covered in cheese is adding fuel to a fire. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a catch 22. Cause I remember when I'm tired, of course the first thing, and you know, the food is free usually when you're on call. So you're just like, wow, I, I can eat anything in sight. You know, I, I would do the same thing as you. I would eat, you know, pizza, breakfast, burritos, stuff like that would make me feel horrible later on. But yeah, I would definitely tell my, my younger self or earlier self to choose better food groups like fruits and, you know, vegetables and a healthy protein source to keep my, keep myself from burning out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. And I don't think it's about, you know, anybody listening, a medical student out there, we're not telling you to eat better food to be a certain size. It's really about eating better food. So you have the fuel to be able to think as clearly as you can and feel feel better. You know, for me, I know when I, I can still remember back where I had trouble putting my rings on because I'd be so swollen from the, the salt bolus that I had had during a, a block of ICU shifts. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, keeping energy levels high since we are running on low amounts of sleep, um, staying hydrated and eating well is definitely a necessity to keeping, you know, energy levels up and um, keeping a positive mindset through the whole, um, you know, call night or shift work that we're doing. So, well, as we're wrapping up, what are you most passionate and excited about now? Well, um, I'm still, you know, passionate about helping patients, helping staff get better. Of course, you know, as physicians, we always want that. Um, With the COVID-19 pandemic, it kind of came out of nowhere and really uh, made me step back and think about a number of things and really, you know, honed in on mental health and self-care. So um, I realized more than ever that 
self-care and taking care of my own mental health is just as important as taking care of patients or even my family members. Um, I learned I cannot pour from an empty cup. I need to really focus on myself, take care of, you know, my sleep situation. Like I said before, nutrition, exercise, meditation, and reaching out for help. Like, you know, I've had days where I'm, if I'm feeling down or blue, you know, I'll definitely talk to one of my colleagues or maybe even, you know, a psychologist um, on staff to get anything that's bothering me off my chest um, because it's just unhealthy to keep it inside. And I've seen that with some colleagues, unfortunately, who've succumbed to, you know, very severe depression and even um, suicide during the pandemic, even before the pandemic, but really losing some of my colleagues and friends to, you know, depression and mental health issues um, really made me focus and become more passionate about taking care of my own mental health. I can't think of a more important note to end on than that. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Please put on your own oxygen mask before helping the next person. So, right. Thank you so much, Dr. Batia. This has been a wonderful conversation and I can't wait until we can actually see each other in person. Yes, that'll be exciting. Thank you so much for having me, Andrea. Hi there, Women Docs. We hope you've been loving this podcast and feel uplifted at the end of each and every episode. If so, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating and write us a positive review. Those reviews help us get the word out and help uplift and empower more women doctors. But you know what? We'd love to meet up with you in person. So head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com and sign up to become a member of our supportive tribe. When you do, you will be the first to hear about meetups in your area, as well as upcoming live events. You'll also get our latest blog articles and podcasts delivered straight to your inbox. And you'll be the first to find out about the next time we open up our virtual Doctors Lounge, an online membership community created just for women doctors, where each month we run masterclasses with guest experts and masterminds on topics relevant to women doctors. While you're on our website, womeninwhitecoats.com, order your copy of our number one best-selling book, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media too. On Instagram, you'll find us at Women in White Coats blog. And on Facebook, you can find us at Women in White Coats. Can't wait to meet up soon.